Hey guys, this is James from the Sports Dance. Coming at you again at the top of the episode to ask you to quickly roll over to iTunes to give us a quick rating and review. Again, it really helps the show. It helps people find the show, and it gives us um, better rankings in the iTunes official store. So again, Sports Stands at iTunes, give us a nice rating and review, and share us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he's mulling over a one-stroke penalty because I moved my microphone. It's Greg Cowan, everybody! What's happening? Uh, Not too much, man. That's a nice call there with the U.S. Open. Hey, thank you. One-stroke penalty, it's not going to hurt me. I know, exactly. It was was looming over your head for a while, and, uh, you know... Wasn't looking good. Wasn't looking good, but you came out and you had a a three-stroke win, so that's good for you, you know? I had to do it for the United States. Couldn't let the Irish win. Exactly, and uh, and we have a lot of, of choking to talk about, and it's mainly going to be golf today, folks. Just a whole episode about golf. Just primarily golf, and we'll probably touch on Copa America too. No, yeah. we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot big chokers in the you know sports world this week. I know this is a uh, this is a big weekend of sports. This weekend of sports is why we do the podcast, Greg. Uh, I believe so. This is, uh, we I've actually a, just been waiting for this weekend. More or less. Everything leading up to it was just kind of for show. We're probably going to wrap it up after this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> just like lock we the whole thing run. down. Good run. Seven episodes, very solid. Solid. Yeah, this is episode eight. Yeah, this is episode eight. Wow. I know. Hey, uh, all you guys on on uh, on iTunes right now listening to it, you're the rear, real heroes yeah. here. Okay? You're eight on, episodes. If you're on SoundCloud too, you know, that's cool. Exactly. Wow, can't believe we made it this far. What a journey. I mean, it's two months worth of podcast. Do you think we should do a greatest hits? you think uh, we should look back? I think it's about time. <laughs> At least a few albums. Um, so we got a lot to talk about today. We have the, of course, NBA Finals. Game 7 happened last night. Oh, man. Um, we do have the U.S. Open. We will talk about it. We will. We have to. Um, and we have a couple other uh, segments on the show, including Greg and I did come up with our celebrity football teams, celebrity flag, flag football. football teams. Yeah, I don't know. I got some big hitters in there, so I, I don't know I, if there's gonna be flag. I got some uh, little guys. Well, good. Okay, so we're uh, we're gonna get into the whole thing. Before that, man, how are you? What's going on? What's what's new with you? Uh, not too much. You know, I went down to uh, Jersey, my hometown. Gross. Uh, thanks. I wrap, live in a nice Wrap part. it all up. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Jersey's really nice, and people don't believe me when I say that. No. Anyway, hard, hard pass. Went down to Jersey for my cousin's wedding, so you know it was great. Get to see family. So that was always a good time. Stayed with my sister-in-law and her husband. So. Jeep cake. Just got to see a lot of different people. It was a good time for my family and I. Enjoyed it. Uh, Stop dodging the question. Did you eat cake? I did. Okay. But I also had filet mignon, which was really good. Nice, very nice pronunciation. Um, did they know, play? Right? Did they play shout? Did you do a little hey? They did, there was not a lot of shouting. Ah, a li- it was a little more low key. What kind of wedding is this? I mean, it was my, it was my cousin's wedding. Yeah, well, I, you're putting me in a bad spot. Right what's, now. what's your cousin's name? Let's call him or her out right no, here. No, I'm not calling her out. Okay, she's like my she's like my favorite cousin. So. Okay, exactly. And I'm like her favorite, so I don't want to be knocked down on that list. You need a new DJ, darling. Okay, there was uh, no DJ. Uh, what what band? iPod. I, oh my god! Oh my god! All right, so, yeah. I'm just gonna. Ah. Yeah, just just it was it was good to see family. There's gonna be slander on this podcast. Good to we'll see to move family. On quickly. You know how was your weekend? Maybe let us know what's going on in James's world. Yeah, it was fine. Really? Thrones is on last night again with the Thrones. Ah, oh, so good. We're gonna talk about that later. How was your Father's Day? 
Uh, it was good. I called him. <laughs> you <laughs> So it's the same thing that happened, like, with your mom. You had to work, I assume? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So uh, I just gotta, like, make up for it. All right. Yeah. That's fine. We'll move on. It's okay. All right. So we're gonna get into it. This is it. Game yeah. seven of the NBA Finals. Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State Warriors. The Cavaliers, ladies and gentlemen, are your NBA champions, 93-89. And Greg had a 100% faith in them the whole time, unlike James. That's 100% true. Um, there Big is a, win for Greg. There is a whole <laughs> lot to unpack in this oh, game right man. now. Um, I don't even know really where to begin. Let's let's just start with uh, a couple things up top. Um, so with this, the Cleveland Cavaliers um, end in over 50-year drought. Yeah. Um, for championships, so they, or at least like the city of Cleveland. This is the first ever Cleveland Cavaliers championship. Uh, city of Cleveland hasn't seen a uh, professional sports championship since the Browns in 1964. And the Browns winning a championship anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're going to get beat over the head with some of these Cleveland facts for the next few months, so get ready for it, yeah, folks. Yeah, get ready for all of them. It's going to come in hard. Except i got to give Cleveland credit. They knew how to throw down after it. They stole a fire truck. They had a, they had a good time. Fire trucks were stolen. And That's Cle- how you celebrate, people. And Cleveland Twitter, like Cleveland Police Twitter, was trying to be like, "No, it's not stolen." And I'm like, "I'm look, I'm looking at it right yeah, now." Yeah, I was watching it's... live video of people getting in it and going away with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure it that's, was stolen. That's pretty stolen. Um, so let let's just kind of talk about the the most obvious thing um, that we can kind of bring up here. Uh, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player in the world. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. And uh, I, I was doing a lot of soul searching after this game um, because I, was, I, I, want, I wanted the Warriors to win. Um, I, wanted, I wanted LeBron to lose another finals. I really thought that, you know, I put my faith in the Warriors and I thought that they were going to be, you know, this generation's team. You thought they were going to be the Bulls of the 90s. Not even that. I'm not looking for a Chicago Bulls. See, the problem that we have with basketball right now is we still kind of um, live in the shadow of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we're always going to live in the shadow of Michael Jordan because until basically this generation of reporters and everything go away, that's, well, that's all you're going to hear about. That's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, we don't live in the shadow of Babe Ruth anymore. No. Like, Every sport has their, you know, quote unquote greatest generational player. Yeah, exactly. The guy that, you know, and it's it's like it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan's the alpha and the omega when you want to talk about basketball. Um, so it's it's like every single conversation is always framed around Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And the reason why people were so excited and about Steph Curry and, you know, so ready to dismiss LeBron James is because Steph Curry fit more neatly into that Michael Jordan narrative, you know? Like, worked his ass off, came up and became truly dominant immediately and doesn't lose. And the thing with LeBron is that LeBron's dominance is less apparent if you don't really kind of know all the nuances of basketball. Like, what I'll say is, like, like Michael Jordan, if you want to put this into Game of Thrones terms... Michael Jordan. You love Thrones. I do love Thrones. It's amazing. Michael Jordan would be the best one-on-one sword fighter, whereas like LeBron James is like an army unto himself. Yeah, he's uh, pretty impressive. 
So like people are so ready, we're so ready to discount LeBron. People were ready to, you know, accept Steph into their lives. I was ready for that. I wasn't. You weren't. I wasn't. I'm still not ready. Yeah, I mean, mean, we'll get to Steph in a little bit, but this is is primarily about LeBron LeBron taking back his rightful title as the best player of this generation. Asserting himself as king. And realistically, like the best player that I'm ever gonna see. Like I was I was oh, around yeah. I was around for Michael Jordan, but I wasn't really like I didn't have a lot of yeah. opinions on him. We were too young. I had too. a lot of opinions on like what kind of spaghettios that I wanted. Yeah. Um, we saw it, Michael at the stages where he wasn't Exactly. Like, he was the Wizards Michael. Right. When I was starting That's to, not the Michael everybody remembers. <laughs> yeah. When I was starting to formulate my opinions on basketball, uh, basically my fa- my first favorite basketball team was the Antoine Walker Paul Pierce Celtics of the early 2000s, and that was kind of when I had an idea of what Michael Jordan was, and he was just a guy in the Wizards, and you know he used to be pretty awesome, and I, I played him in a couple of video games, and that was really cool. LeBron James is going is the best player that I will ever see. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Unless some other guy comes up in the next few years that completely changes our minds. I don't think it's gonna happen though. It's tough to it's tough to imagine because like it's tough to create. Like if you went into a lab, it's tough to create LeBron. a better uh, a better player suited for playing basketball than just LeBron than LeBron James. Yeah, I mean you mean a six eight, six nine freak of nature that can sprint like he's a wide receiver in the NFL and I mean, look like he can bench press like a lineman. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 the like you know pinnacle of the athleticism in the NBA. He's, he's literally every position in basketball wrapped up into a package that can do more than any of those positions. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the he's the guy that you make in NBA 2K, and you know your your friends are like, "Hey, asshole! Like this is never gonna happen." And you're like, yeah. "Fine, I won't give him like 99 on threes." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything else, we'll, we'll give him a 75 on threes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it's it's just kind of it's tough to it's tough to overstate LeBron James's impact on this series. Just in general, the league, I would say even. Yeah, I mean, think about how teams have had to change so much because of what he can do for one team. He leaves a team; it's amazing the drop off to an extent that they have. I mean, exactly. The Heat did well this year; they made the playoffs, they had a good run. But if they had LeBron on them, they're in the finals again. I think one of the greatest things that ever happened to LeBron is everyone anointing Steph Curry the MVP, unanimous MVP. I mean, I think the best thing that ever happened to LeBron was Draymond Green calling him a bitch in Game Four. That helped as well. That changed the series, I think. LeBron led the led the series in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. Steel. Yeah. So that was okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I, I guess. Mean, like, what 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 can you even say about the dude? Um, I think that he missed a few mid range jump shots. <laughs> definitely missed a few mid range jump shots. I mean, he wasn't as efficient this game as he normally is. He was, he was nine a little for passive. At the, in the first half, he was passive. But God, we're just nitpicking. Yeah. I mean, he got a triple double in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Second I mean, it's guy just ever like, to do that, I think. Uh, I think he, I think there was a. I think he was third. Um, I, I, think, I know they said it was a small number. It, yeah, it was a small number. I and mean, we them. almost had two guys do it. Draymond almost got there. Yeah, and we're gonna get to him too. But what do you? So what do you think? Like going forward, what do you think this means for the Cleveland Cavaliers? We're just gonna start with them. Uh, going forward, I think one it means LeBron. I think stays. I know everybody was like saying, "Oh, if he wins, he might bolt again." But I mean, why would you? There's no. Kyrie way. just literally showed you the reason to stay. Yeah, Kevin Love, maybe not worth the twenty million. Maybe figure out. Maybe you trade him. 
maybe something clicks now that, you know, the whole we won a championship now, maybe the pressure's off a little bit. Maybe Kevin Love gets a little more, you know, back into a flow of what he used to do. Maybe he does more of what he did in Game 7 moving forward, which actually, I got to say, Game 7 was probably his best game. He was fighting eh. for re- no, he was fighting for rebounds. He was doing a lot more than he had. Points wise, no, but he did some some hook shots. He started to actually that, look that's like fair. the rebounding. He looked like he was trying. He looked like the rebounding Kevin Love at least from the Timberwolf days. Right. Which is, you know, part of the reason they brought him in. Right. He's, he can spread the floor cuz you, you know, you kind of have to watch him for the threes, but basically they brought him in to be the rebounder. And if him and Tristan Thompson clean up the glass, you have Kyrie and LeBron that, and J.R. Smith on the outside that can just do everything else. Definitely. That's all they need. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, I mean, very, very clearly LeBron is, going, is reasserting himself at the, at the top of the NBA with that performance. I think Kyrie Irving has transcended another level with that performance. I think it's very telling that Kyrie took the championship shot, um, and it was a step back three right in Steph Curry's face. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I, I, I think that that's, that's huge because LeBron, you know, for everything that we've said about him, you know, he's not necessarily, you know, the most like, hey, throw me the ball, you know, with one minute left and I'm going to go get a bucket kind of dude. Yeah, no. Like, sort of. But he he's kind of. Like, but... He, but he's more like, I'm going to make the best play possible happen. Yeah, I'm going to drive the lane and dish it out usually. Or, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some. I'm going to make the best basketball decision for the situation. Whereas Kyrie Irving is the pinnacle, like, give me the ball, I'll go get a bucket. And he did. Yeah. And he did um, it against the unanimous MVP. Yeah, it's just like, it was crazy. And Kyrie, you know, every single. And they single... go back and, like, you make sure that it was unanimous at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah. Don't worry, we're going to get this stuff and we're going to have some blazing hot takes. But Oh, man, so hot. Every single game that Kyrie Irving played, and I guess there was a couple of them um, you know, early in the series when Golden State was really kind of sticking it to Cleveland that Kyrie didn't have a great game. Um, but, man, these last few games, he's really shown that he is a legitimate second superstar. I mean, this dude uh, this dude can score. This dude can play. Dude, his handles alone are just mind-boggling. And uh, I think that he really should be getting a lot of credit for this. I know that you know everyone is is talking about LeBron, and everyone's talking Rightfully about so. like yeah, yeah. And he was the one that kind of brought them there. He was the one that came home to bring a championship to Cleveland. Um, but man, Kyrie Irving was just excellent in this game and the last couple games. I mean, think about. The fact that also Kyrie's only 24. Exactly. And I guess also, you know what we had answered? Maybe Kyrie and Ke- Kevin Love didn't make the difference last year without being there. I mean, they won this year. Granted, it was game seven, but I mean, who knows? If Kyrie, if even Kyrie just stays healthy last year, we could have had, been talking about back-to-back championships for Cleveland. It would have come close. They were up 2-1, and then he went down with that kneecap. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, so who knows? And the Warriors weren't playing with nearly the confidence they were this year. Right. Um, so, congrats to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, well-deserved. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, I think about this. You went up against the greatest team in NBA regular season history. Yeah. Down 3-1. You saw them come back from 3-1. Maybe you get some motivation from that. But, I mean, you guys just stepped it up defensively. They looked incredible. They basically shut down the Splash Brothers. Big time, yeah. There was, I think, Clay and Steph combined only had each one really big scoring game. I think Steph and Clay both had. Steph was game four, I think. Clay was what game 
three. Yeah, I mean, last night, last night, Steph was six of 19, four, uh, four of 14 from three. Clay was six of MVP 17. MVP, like right there. Yeah, Clay was six of 17, two of 10 from three. I mean, when Draymond Green, no offense, Draymond Green's that team's MVP in my mind. Defensively, offensively, he makes things go. But yeah, when he he's amazing. your leading scorer and he's got 32 points. You're not going to win Game Seven. No offense. Steph and Clay need to be your top two guys, and they need to be dropping 30 points each. Plus, hit them from downtown, forcing that defense to spread out. Because, yeah, at first I thought they were going to be in trouble. Five threes in the first quarter by the Warriors. Yeah. But the fact that after that it was a one point game, and I think it was Cleveland had to leave after the first quarter. That's just ridiculous. Well, then let, let's talk. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about the Warriors a little bit now because. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that we kind of need to, you know, at least address a little bit with oh, this yeah. team. Oh. Um, first and foremost, you know, this is the second straight finals where where Curry has really been, you know, only about like sixty percent of what he was in the regular season. I mean, I'm gonna make a hot take right now. It's gonna be blazing. Let's see it. Steph Curry is gonna be known as the Peyton Manning of the playoffs for the NBA. The guy that does it all in the regular season gets the high accolades, puts up the major numbers, but then when it gets to the big stage, he kind of disappears and has to rely on his teammates to try to you know finish it off. I don't think that he's gonna ever get the acclaim that Peyton Manning. No, he'll never be level wise, but if that's gonna be the guy that they're like, hey, who's the guy that won once or twice but should have won way way more? Yeah, it, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, there's the, the thing that uh, I really like about the NBA Finals is because it, it, it puts a microscope on. Um, a couple of the greatest players, um, and then exposes what they do to the public at large. And the thing with Steph is both last finals and this final series, I was hoping for that signature moment. I wanted like a signature game. I wanted like a game where like kids will be watching this on like TV and then like like the Jordan shots exactly and then going into sorry to go back to him but still it's the moments we remember yeah and and then going into their you know driveway and then trying to like hit these crazy threes that they saw Steph hit in game six of the NBA finals to win the championship like he didn't have any of that no and I don't care at all I don't care if he's hurt I don't care if he's getting x amount of surgeries this that or the other like you need to show up in these games and he just didn't. I mean, there was moments that I was like, okay, maybe Steph's going to start catching on. Like, when he hit that quick, like, release three over Tristan Thompson uh, towards the end, I think it was maybe early fourth quarter, I was like, all right, maybe this is where Steph goes on his roll and basically just says, you know what? Putting the team on my back, I am the MVP. Home, game seven, let's finish this out. I'm just going to, you know, go crazy right here. Yeah. And he didn't. I mean... Think about it this way. In the final three minutes, we saw a bunch of missed shots, crazy plays happen, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute or two. But, I mean, just think about this. Steph had a wide-open three-point shot. Tie game, under three minutes left in the NBA Finals. Misses it. Yeah. Who? When does that happen? Go back to the regular season. Does that ever happen? Not really. It's rare. Yeah, I, I don't – yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on with the Warriors. I think that um, it, it's pretty clear that Harrison Barnes wants a max, max contract. I don't know. I think he played himself out of it a little bit this finals. He played himself a little back into it last night. He had some good shots. Yeah, but he only he was 3 of 10 for 10 points. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it seemed like more. Never mind. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> minus, minus 6. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, so first and foremost, Steph Curry is probably never going to win an MVP again. 
Like unless I'd he, be surprised. Like unless he like lights up the regular season like he did again. It's just it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna win. The I MVP. think at this point you can't just be like, hey, you know what? He almost he almost he didn't hit four hundred three pointers. Right. He got close. Like the honeymoon, but, the honeymoon period with Steph yeah. is over. I mean, my MVP can't be a guy that literally just relies on the three point shot. Yeah, and yeah, he led the league in steals, but again, no, no, but I mean, it's 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 this series definitely exposed his game pretty significantly. Like he can't play defense. No. Like, at all. And every time he makes a, like, huge foul, like, easy call foul, he looks at the refs like, how is that a foul? Well, Steph, you know, when you tackle a guy, it happens. I know. I know in game six, the final two fouls on him were kind of iffy. Those were iffy, and he should never have fouled out of that game. No, he shouldn't have. But he was super handsy the entire game, like, in in a bad way. Even if he was in that game, it didn't matter. At that point, that game was basically decided. Yeah, I mean, like, he he does a lot of reach-arounds and wrap-arounds, and he... because the guys can blow right by him, he'll stick his hands in people's jersey, which yeah. you cannot do. No. Um, and he gets away with it probably in the regular season because, you know, they're a little lighter on the foul calling. Yeah. I feel like in the playoffs they do let you play, but if they consistently see it, they're going to keep calling it. I also just don't know if he's got the frame to hold up this amount of games that he plays over and over again. We talked about this last time. Yeah, I mean, his ankles alone in his first six years were a huge issue exactly now he might need knee surgery and shoulder surgery and that's not an excuse for how he played in the series because last year he was healthy and he played basically the same right um he wasn't wearing his steph curry two chef curry twos no and i thought he was said they were straight fire so i mean this is this is a rough a rough series now he's not and he's not playing in the olympics so he can't redeem himself even in that i know we had a long that out last and i was like maybe he should Maybe you should just play in the Olympics. I don't know. I know. I play mean, for five minutes. At I, least get a chance for the gold. Like no one's gonna care about the Olympics. So like you yeah. had a long. Who knows if LeBron's even gonna play in that? I don't think so. Um, you have a long summer. He might just back. as almost in a spiteful way of like, hey Steph, I beat you in the NBA championship. Came back from three one. Now I'm just gonna win a gold without you. I don't need you. You're not the best. I'm the best. Just keep asserting himself. It's LeBron's way. I mean, it's all calculated in his mind what he does, and it's just great. Yeah, I mean, great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so his calculated moves can be really good. Like last night, they played the song "Platform" by Jay Z, and it's not, it's the song where like Jay Z is talking about like you know all these other guys have come up through the years, but I'm still the best. See, that's the thing with LeBron that I just like can't stand. Like so, like I'm gonna go back to like ah, I just he. It, it's so, For last night, though, you got to respect it. I know. it's. I know. I was all about him, and I was ready to come in and be like, I'm all on the LeBron train, but God, I just can't stand just, the dude's personality. hop on board for a little bit. I did. It's a nice ride. I, I, I Up at the top of the show, I gave him like 20 minutes of compliments. You did. But like... It was impressive. The thing that... I think the other thing that bothers people about LeBron James is because he kind of like embodies the cynicism of being a millennial in this time. Like, you're just like so calculated... You're such, like, he is, like, a hashtag brand. Yeah, but you know what? To his He's credit not a for real the, person. He's a hashtag no, brand. For, I mean, for the most part, though, you got to give him credit. He does do a pretty good job of not doing any, since the decision, at least. Yeah. He hasn't done anything that's really terrible or, like, not terrible, had any like, issues, like, where it's like, oh, can you believe what this happened? Basically, whenever, anytime LeBron gets bashed, it's basically just for what he did on the court. When somebody has to convince me how deep their feelings are every step of the way, <laughs> I don't think you actually have feelings. 
No, like, he's a robot. Did like, you not normal, notice? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, thou doth protest too much. Like, you, thou you doth, see him, right? He's a machine. That's all he is. Thou doth feel too much, LeBron. He's, he's like, literally just a machine. He's uh, the Terminator, I think. This means so much to me. You don't understand. This means so much to me. And I'm like, no, no. Then you don't have, you just don't have feelings then. Like, that's it. You're convincing me so much that you have feelings that you don't have feelings. No, I'm pretty sure he came back. He's from the future, and he's a Terminator, and he just found the game of basketball and has just been doing that until it's his time to it just doesn't, yeah, it stop, doesn't, uh, you know, John Connor. It just doesn't feel like he has a genuine bone in his body. Hot take. That's, okay. I mean, he does do a lot with, like, the Boys and Girls Club and, like, donations and no, stuff. No, exactly. Do we count ex- that? No, but that's exactly, that's exactly what you would do if you created an NBA player in a lab. <laughs> like, he just does it for the kids. It's all about the kids. It's hashtag for the kids. That's very hashtag on brand. It is. For LeBron. So, um, but, you know, great basketball player. Yeah, great basketball <laughs> player. But, uh, you know, getting back to the game a little bit, one of the things, one of the stats that really kind of stood out to me was uh, three-pointers. It's amazing the fact that Cleveland hit only 6 of 25, which is a 248% average, you know, for that. Yep. Compared to the Warriors who hit 15 of 41, which is only 36%. Right. But if you looked at the stat line and somebody just threw that stat out you, you would expect the Warriors crushed them. But no, the Warriors for their life could not hit inside the arc. Yeah. And when it came to free throws, there was a – it was – 21 made to 10, and Cleveland had 25 attempts at it, while Golden State only had 13, which shows you that one team was also more aggressive driving to the paint and trying to work inside. It was, I mean, the yeah. difference in those little stats, if you give each one, you would be like, okay, you'd go back and forth and be like, three-pointers, you would think Warriors crushed them. You look at free throws, you'd be like, all right, maybe Cleveland was back in it. But when you look at the overall uh, field goals made, it was only 33 field goals for Cleveland compared to 32 for Golden State. Yeah, those free throws were definitely free throws. And I mean, without the three pointers, Warriors had no chance in this game. Well, this also makes me wonder about the future of small ball, because I wonder what um, what they're gonna do here. So the the Warriors had their quote unquote lineup of death on the floor for a lot of the lot of the finals. Yeah, well, especially after Bogut got hurt. Yeah, exactly, and they didn't have much of a choice. Like they started Azili last night, and they tried to get him involved early, but um, you know, again, he, he had zero points. Not in a smart minutes. move to do. It's just like, like what do you? So what do you do, right? So like they, you, it doesn't look like it's sustainable for you to play Green, Barnes, Iguodala, Curry, and Thompson. Especially now with so many teams basically being able to find one either athletic big men. Or have other guys on the court that can actually hold up against the slant now. I mean, Oklahoma City, if you think about it, had basically a lineup of death, small ball as well. All they had to do was have Steven Adams guard Draymond. Right, exactly. And then they had everybody else covered with, you know, Durant, Westbrook, and down the line. And then Cleveland just happened to have uh, LeBron. So Right. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, uh, it, it feels like we're definitely, you know, going towards an era where we're going to have we're going to value big men a little bit more. Like maybe like your Certain big men. Certain big men. Like maybe your fours of the past are going to just be fives now. Like that's just how it needs to go. But you need to have one on there, man. I don't think that you can get away with what the Warriors did last year. 
And I think no. that the Warriors this year proved that. But guys like Dwight Howard can't can't do against these lineups. No. You need no. guys that are athletic. You need guys like Tristan Thompson who can go out to the line and kind of guard those guys yeah. on the switch-offs. I mean, if you don't have that, you really might not have a chance. But Cleveland had the guys that could work it. You have LeBron who, when Tristan Thompson basically went to the four, you had LeBron guarding Azili for a lot of periods when yeah. he was on the court. I mean, when you have a guy that can do that, but you still have everybody else covered. I mean, Kyrie, people bash his defense, but Kyrie had a pretty good defensive series, I would say. He held Steph and Clay down pretty well. Yeah, he, he, he did well. J.R. Uh, Smith was decent. He had a lot, he had typical J.R. Smith plays, right. but he wasn't terrible defensively. Even Shepard came in and did what he was supposed to do. I mean, if you look, first three games, yeah, first three games Cavs lost. Their defense wasn't great. Games five, six, and seven, I don't know what Tyron Lue or LeBron said to them and what changes they made, but yeah, man, it was a difference. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't want to give Tyron Lue very much credit, but um, I think the last the last point I want to make here about the Cavaliers, and maybe we can, you know, uh, if you have any more points, we can keep going. But um, I, I think that it's, I think that it's telling that you know people are gonna. I think people are gonna respect LeBron. And give him more credit because of uh, the way that it was on his shoulders primarily. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole thing with Dwayne Wade in Miami, you know, going to join up there. I can see why he did it and I can understand why he did it and it ended up working out for him. He got two championships out of it. But I, I think really, he honestly grew there. That's what he went for. Yeah, I to get, grow. and I get all that. I think that yeah, I think that you need. I think that people were waiting for LeBron to have his team and win with his team. You know, like Michael. You know, say what you will about Scottie Pippen. I understand that he's a Hall of Famer. I understand that you Top know he had Dennis player, Robin, technically all that kind of stuff. I get it, but it always was LeBron. It was, it was always Michael's team. And that's the thing that people wanted most. Like, the Warriors were Steph's team. Steph was drafted by the Warriors. He came up with them. Like, he was the, the kind of alpha dog. And he won the championship. And people loved that. When LeBron won in Miami, you know, it wasn't LeBron's team. It was Dwayne Wade's team. And even when they won the second time, it was LeBron's second championship. And Dwayne Wade, the only thing that Dwayne Wade could talk about was it was his third championship. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dwayne Wade <laughs> kept being like, call me three. Call me three. Like because it's a you know number, but also yeah, no, because I, I got the reference <laughs> he, he, because it's his third championship, and that's like that's slightly emasculating. It is. <laughs> I know? mean, even last night, Dwayne Wade tweeted out LeBron saying like third ring hashtag brotherhood, and I basically think it was just like, hey, welcome to the third ring club. Exactly. What? Yeah. N- now you're on my level, technically. <laughs> exactly, and it's like you got it. Like Dwayne Wade's a little bit older than LeBron, I think, uh, or, or like they're around uh, the same age. No, I think aren't they the same draft class? It, they might have been, but like it always felt like Melo like, and all of them. I think it the always same. felt like whatever they were in, like it was like Dwayne Wade was the alpha dog. Wait, I mean, well, Dwayne Wade is technically older. He was in college when he got drafted. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne, it always felt like LeBron was getting chirped out by chirped out by older brother. Yeah, you but know? I think that again, I think that's partly the reason he went there. I think he knew Dwayne already had a championship. I can learn a few things from him. Maybe help me grow. Yeah, he went to get championships also, but. I think in the long run, LeBron knew he was going to come back to Cleveland at some point. I don't know if everybody expected it to be as soon as he did. Yeah. But he did. And I think that time in Miami basically developed him into the guy he is today. So. 
True. Okay. Uh, and you're and you're out on the Warriors, right? You're you're done. I'm not out on them. I mean, they're still going to be that team to beat in the West. I I think it depends on once in the next year or two, they're going to have to have some decisions to make. I think their goal is going to be to keep Clay, Steph, and Draymond, which they'll be able to do because the salary cap's increasing. But those role players like Iguodala, Barbosa, Barnes, Barnes, Barnes is I think Barnes is out after this year. Yeah. Which I mean, Iguodala to slide in probably to that slot. Livingston is another one. Livingston's uh, only got most mo Bates. Yeah. I mean, some of their guys are also getting to the point where they might consider like retiring. Iguodala's been around for a while, I want to say. Yeah, he was hurting a little bit too. Yeah, he was hurting a little bit. He's probably only got two, three years max, but who knows the productivity he's going to give you if his back starts becoming an issue down the line because right. it seems like he's been a little hobbled over the past two years. Um, I mean, but you got to keep finding those role players, and if you don't, like, I don't think – I don't know if Steph and Clay. I mean, this is another thing, another thing for LeBron. I don't know if they have the same sense of what they're going to need around him like LeBron does. Like, LeBron basically goes in Dan Gilbert and goes, I need this guy for this reason, this guy for this reason. Trust me, with them it'll work because of what I bring to the table compared to them. Like, they can't just keep surrounding themselves with shooters in Golden State. Yeah, shooters win game, but when it comes down to it, you're going to need some other guys defensively. Like, they're think about it this way. Without Bogut, the game changed a little bit. LeBron and Kyrie started driving constantly because they knew there was nobody there that could even basically stop them yeah. even a little bit. Yeah, true. So, I mean, it was just one of those things. Warriors are still going to be one of the top two, three teams every year. It's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, and all this is going to change, too, when Kevin Durant goes there. Um, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, amazing game, though. Game seven. Yeah. Fantastic. One of the best in history. Now let's pivot to where... My expertise came into play yeah. here. We're going to slow things down a little bit to a game that takes hours for only 18 holes. Yep. And, um, you know, folks, I I, uh, I don't want to brag. You know, I don't want to, like, you know, pump up my own ego here. Clear win for James this weekend in a shocking fashion. Um, But, oh, my God, I just nailed it. I Nailed it. You nailed this pick like I nailed the finals pick. You didn't nail the finals pick. I did. Um, <laughs> Dustin Johnson wins the U.S. Open, folks, for his first major title. I sat here on this podcast, in this chair, telling you that that will happen. Come to me for your golf knowledge. Greg, what do you got? <laughs> I'm still a little in shock. I'm not going to lie. I wanted him to win, but at the same time, there was a part of me that was like, I can't have James be right. It was pretty phenomenal. It was pretty phenomenal. Couple, I mean, great for him. storylines coming out of it. Yeah, I mean, um, great for him in general. I mean, it was at Oakmont, which, you know, really hard course to play at. course. But it was, uh, you know, made a little easier by the rain. Yep. So if you've never known anything about Oakmont in general, it's a super hard course. The greens are a nightmare in certain parts. And when it hasn't rained and it's hard greens and everything, that thing is a monster to deal with speed-wise. Putting, all of that. Shots are way harder. Usually it's even par or above at this course. Usually above. And, I mean, Dustin Johnson won with a most likely to be a four under because he had a weird penalty stroke taken away. Yeah, so here's here's the controversy, right? So while he was on the, I think it was the 12th hole, 10th or 12th hole, um, he was taking a practice swing, uh, a practice putt, and um, the ball moved maybe a millimeter. Did you see a, uh, did you see a video of this? I did. I mean, it. I mean, it's one of those weird things. Yeah. So, I mean, the ball, the ball moved 
like just so slightly, like it, it, it was an insult to call that a millimeter. It's an insult to millimeters everywhere to call that a millimeter. And um, For all you millimeters watching and listening. Dustin Johnson alerted the PGA members and, you know, addressed it immediately. And they Which said, good on him not like even waiting to see if they came out with anything. Yeah, so I mean, so they they did that. But the thing that's frustrating about like the PGA is that they didn't make a ruling on it until the after the round. So going into like the the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth hole, Dustin Johnson was only up a single stroke and didn't know if he was up or if he was tied for the lead. Which makes you wonder if uh, he won by a stroke. What would happen? Would the call have been different, do you think? They would have had to play off today. No, but, I mean, if they didn't make the decision until afterwards, do you think they would have maybe, you know, just overlooked it? I don't know. I, I gotta be honest. I have no idea. Um, but, that being said, he came out during that whole controversy and just played his butt off for the yeah, final three I mean, holes. Coming back, he was at three under to start the round. The leader was at under seven. Yeah, we're going to talk about Shane. Yeah, Shane... Uh, Sorry, boy, buddy. Shane. <laughs> Sorry, just talk to Jordan Spieth. He'll he'll tell you all about how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he came out. He he's one of those guys that everybody's just been waiting and waiting for. He's to a big, finally win. Big power hater can he's, drive the ball. He can a do mile. everything. He's one of those freak of nature golfers. Yeah. He's he's to golf like ath, like athletes in golf to what LeBron is for basketball. He's just one of those guys that is. a it's gonna sound weird. Physical specimen. I don't think he's that's that. Like, I don't think he's that much of an all timer, though. No, no, not like all timer, but like in general, like his physical attributes the raw, the raw and what he can do. Is there. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like you don't see many six four golfers with his power, his abilities in all these different ways, and that's why people are like, how has he not won way more majors? Yeah, it definitely feels like he he hasn't. Uh, necessarily done as much as his potential says. I don't want to say lived up to his potential because golf is just so finicky. It um, is. But yeah, so, I mean, he, he played an amazing last couple of holes, um, birdied 18, and, and was just unflappable. I mean, the demeanor yeah. was pretty spectacular. It was. Like, you could see Lowry just kind of, like, unraveling. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt bad for the guy, but... Yeah, of course, but... I mean, you see it countless times... Like even even when even when DJ like missed a putt or something like that, like it would be the same reaction as to whether whether he made it or not. Yeah, I mean even when he sunk that final birdie on eighteen, he based, he did a small fist pump, but he didn't get too excited. Yeah, he's a very even keel kind of. He dude. didn't get excited until his son ran out to him. Once you once you do the amount of blow that Dustin Johnson's done in his life, like allegedly, <laughs> no, not allegedly. <sighs> Yeah. I've seen Paulina Gretzky's Instagram page, okay? Like, Dustin Johnson had some fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, but it's still, still a great moment at the end when his kid ran up to him. That's yeah. just a great way to end your Father's Day, knowing you're going to be the champion. Yeah, great Father's Day all around. You know, you had Dustin Johnson winning. Going home to Paulina. Yeah, exactly. Um, very uh, cool. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. And um, so we're excited about that. I'm excited about being right. Love being right. I mean, what was more also interesting to... Kind of give you an idea of how hard Oakmont is. You had guys like Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, and Ricky Fowler who were top golfers, not even make the cut going into the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just tell how hard it is based off that. Those guys usually make the cut, usually in competition. Um, one interesting story before we get to Shane, I was told by my sister-in-law's husband, Kevin, who, if he's listening, shout out to Kevin. Uh, he told me an interesting story about Oakmont. So, Oakmont's a length course, which means there's no trees. Right. And it used to not be that way. 
it actually used to have over a thousand trees on the course. And uh, when it changed regimes, basically, of ownership, old members basically were like, yeah, we want to keep it this way. But new members were like, we want it to be a Lynx course. And uh, apparently the new members at night hired people to come in, chop down the trees like bunches at a time. And they covered it up so well that it took years. Like they did this over years, basically. Yeah. It took like old members who had been there forever to start kind of nosing after two or three years. Once a few hundred trees were missing, they used to be like, wait, used to be a tree there, right? Until eventually they were, there was only a few left that they were like, I guess we just have to take the rest down. Huh. Kind of an interesting story, I thought. Yeah, that's interesting. Like just how deceitful <laughs> to be to uh, go in at night, hire people to take down like 30 trees, fill in the stumps, like cover it all up, leave no trace that you were even there just to get your way. That's a little wild. It is. <laughs> well, thanks for the inside information, so, man. I thought that was a little interesting. Um, coming up, we have, I guess, the Quicken Loans National. I don't know. I can't get it up. Yeah, don't, don't, don't even try. I guess Bridgestone is one that I can like kind of get behind. Yeah, Bridgestone's a pretty good one. But like, I don't know. Just just let me know when it's Was the that Brit- the last major of the year? No. What's the, other, what's the next you one? You still got the British Open and uh, the players. Not the players. The PGA. Okay. Cool. You got two um, more still, technically. So we'll talk about those ones. I don't know if I can get up for the Quicken Loans National or whatever. Sorry. You only get up for it if Tiger Woods tells us he's making his comeback then. That's the yeah. only reason people are get excited. Hey, everyone knew, you know, the storylines are being written where Tiger Woods, you know, wins the storied Quicken Loans National, whatever. Triumphant return to the game. Yeah, boy. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, so quick, our boy Shane. Oh, yeah, our boy Shane you know, Lowry. Big listener to the podcast, we know. Hey, Shane, love you, buddy. We, we feel um, for you. Plus six on the day, lost a set, uh, uh, what is it, a five stroke lead? Yeah, so he finished with what? Uh, he, he finished. Negative, he finished minus one. So he was at. He was so, at so he he gave up six strokes in his final round. Yeah, he gave up six strokes in the final so round. So not not a good way to end it. He uh, lost a lot of money. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, Shane gives me some hope um, because you know, boy, you do not need to be in shape to be a professional athlete, huh? <laughs> no, you, not at least in the golf world. There's good a Lord. few big guys out there that make me feel like I could, you know, line up with them in a. Take a swing or two. Yeah. Now I know why people start liking this sport. It's just because, like, you can just look like Joe Schmo and still, like, do okay in these Yeah, you can just take a guy off the street and be like, hey, can you hit the ball? Sure yeah. can. <laughs> like, the different the differences between – it would have been a very funny thing if Shane Lowry had one because the differences between Shane Lowry and LeBron James are everything. Yeah. Every difference. But a great comparison segment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of champions. Champions. Champions LeBron, of the world. Shane Lowry. <laughs> Shane Lowry, LeBron James. I love it. Let's compare. Um, all right, cool. Do you have anything else in the U.S. Open? Uh, no, I mean, it was uh, just interesting to watch. I didn't catch a whole lot of it. I didn't get to, but overall, it's pretty good. Yeah, Had no fun worries. with it. Definitely. Um, okay, cool. So uh, there's not a lot that's happening in MLB world right now. There's the all-star voting, which is kind of um, you know in full swing. Royal um, fans coming out strong again. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get – yeah, so uh, there's a couple of them. Oh, the Red Sox have like – a lot of people that could be in this all-star game yeah, right as now. they should. They could they could have two outfielders, the shortstop and uh, DH. the DH, which would be pretty impressive on the American League side. Yeah. Um, also on the American League side. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I believe it's Omar Infante for the Royals. You know, Royals fans come out in droves for all-star voting. It was a huge thing last year. 
where they had like seven guys in the starting lineup and MLB kind of had to figure out a way to not have that happen um, because that'd be weird, especially since half the guys weren't that great. Yeah. Such as Omar Infante. I mean, he's one of the leaders in all-star voting. He was, I think, third for second baseman at the time. Yeah. And uh, he's no longer on the Royals. Yeah, they cut him. They cut him in place of the fact they picked up Jose Reyes off of like waiver wires and he'll probably be taking over those duties. So, you know, Royals fans will probably vote Jose in because that's what they do. But it's just kind of funny to think the guy that was third in all-star voting got cut from his team. Not something that happens because, I mean, James, you have it in front of you. Some other guys that might be third in all-star voting? Um, third in all-star voting. Like, uh, give me the, who's in third for a shortstop for all-star voting. Oh, I don't know. I actually don't have it in front of me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, right. I thought you had it right in front of you. It's okay. No, um, but yeah, no, but still though, it's... it's Like, think about Robinson Cano. He's not... I think he's towards the top. Dustin Pedroia might be on... Is like fourth or fifth. Exactly. He's not getting cut by his team. Right. So it just no. kind of shows you how ridiculous the Royals fans are. Mookie, Mookie Betts is fighting for a spot right now in the All-Star team, you know, leading the league in, in runs and, lead in, you know, uh, is having an absolute monster yeah. week. And Omar Infante is somehow just getting voted in because Royals fans, you know, won't stop stuffing the ballot box. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, outside of that for the MLB... We, no, Cubs are still doing well. Yeah, I mean, we're going to start talking a little bit more about MLB now that our schedules are freed up a little bit to yeah. watch more of the MLB. But, I mean, just to give you a quick uh, idea of how slow this uh, this week was for the MLB, one of the top um, – there's two top stories on MLB.com. Um, the first one is talking about how a uh, Cub fan caught a home run and um, – he had like a jar of peanuts with him that he dropped. So that was exciting. And the next Woo. biggest story is how MLB players were live tweeting game seven of the NBA finals. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So, MLB. Uh, we'll get into it though. This is going to be fun, especially around the all-star yeah. game. We love this. We love all-star games. We do. So speaking perfect of which, lead in to hey, our next uh, little thank segment. You, thank you very much. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for the entire time. It for really us. has been. Uh, James and I last week mentioned that we were going to come up with uh 12 people, six guys, six girls, you know, celebrities from different worlds uh, to play a flag football game. Yeah. So basically, uh, my team's going to win. Yeah. Uh, no, no chance. But how, okay, so how do you want to do this? How do you want to do you want to go one by one? You go one, I go one? Or do you uh, want to do We could do, uh, you know, or, got, do our guys list and then our girls list. You know, maybe. No, we I, have don't, one, I don't want to. Do you want to do that? Let's do, let's, do, let's do one for one. You do a guy, I'll do a guy, you do a girl, you, I do a girl kind of thing. That sounds weird, but okay. No, no, okay. And then yeah. we finish off with our kicker, how about? Uh, yeah. Because I'm going to give, like, kind of position-wise who I'm going with, but kicker should just be last. Okay, cool. My kicker's a great kicker, I think. Deal. So, uh, you, I'll let you start off. Okay. Number one draft pick, and I want her to play quarterback for me right now, Maria Sharapova. Okay. Um, first and foremost, um, I want someone, uh, you know, doping is not frowned upon as much in football. Um, see Ray Lewis in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, so I want someone who will do whatever it takes to win, Greg. Um, I, a lot of grunting. Um, she, that definitely kind of means that she's, she's, she's trying hard. She is. Um, she can run back and forth in the tennis courts. I guess we don't consider her a pro athlete because she's technically suspended right now. Exactly. She's got two years off potentially. Exactly. And, um, she's my quarterback, um, because, you know, uh, she's, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, white. 
So wow, that's okay. where the quarterbacks yeah, go okay, these nowadays. Uh, we're not gonna <laughs> not gonna touch on that. Except I guess I'll give my quarterback pick. Yeah, please. Uh, my quarterback slash like star linebacker okay. is how I'm gonna have him positioned off. Yeah, I'm um, going with Captain America, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, big uh, Tom Brady fan. I feel like you know he's picked up a few things. He's got you know he's got a rocket arm. Good looking dude. Good looking dude. You want your quarterback? I mean, to be good I'm looking. just hitting all the different marks for NFL quarterback. Yeah. Plus, you know, I think he's a little, you know. Got that agility. He does all these stunts. I mean, a lot of that was CGI. I don't care. He's my captain. <laughs> okay. Oh, in general, so uh, you know, yeah, Chris Evans. I mean, guys in shape. He's gonna, you know, you know, be my star basically. Um. Okay. Fantastic. I didn't know that we weren't picking any any professional athletes at all. So I have a couple of them on there. Clearly, never watched celebrity sports games. Well, some of them they have professional athletes. I guess just not currently retired. Yeah. Whatever. Because the next one that I'm going to be putting up there is um, is in the same vein as Maria Sharapova, Ryan Braun. I want I want the guys that'll do whatever it takes to win, baby. Give me you the gotta, guys. your list is just PEDs. <laughs> yeah, give, give me the guys that'll juice. Give me the guy that'll get up there and make a press conference. If you're an A-list and, actor and you've taken steroids. Call yeah. James. <laughs> like yeah, you want to throw? Give me the guy that stands up there in a press conference and throws the people under the bus forever, even questioning that he took them. And then just willingly accept a year-long suspension. You were just so angry. I thought your mic was just going to drop off. So, Ryan Braun. Um, I don't care what position he plays. He could play for me any day, bro. At least on right. football, not in baseball. Oh. Get that out of there. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, okay. I see where you're going with your list. Yeah. My list is a little different. I went straight celebrities. I got one guy that's maybe considered a professional athlete, but yeah. probably not. Uh, so, I'll give a girl now. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with a tough one. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Dwayne Gabriel Wade's wife. Union. Interesting. Uh, you know, I watch... I mean, bring it on. Just kind of showed her the toughness. Cheering That's where body. she started off. Yeah. She's got, I mean, you know she's competitive. Yeah. I heard she does pick up games with Dwayne, like, and gets super intense with them. She, she tweets out her anger. Yeah. I mean, she's going to be my trash talker. She's my Richard Sherman yeah. for my team. She's going to be lining up with the wide receivers, just talking as much trash as possible. Exactly. That's okay. that's how I feel Not about bad. her. Um, all right. Cool. I like that one. For my next pick... Um, I'm going Sandra Bullock. Um, <laughs> she played offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens, and she was homeless. Um, so that's pretty cool. That is. That's impressive. Um, you know, she's, she's down to get dirty. Um, she's, done, uh, she's done some serious physical comedy in her day. Um, she always looks like she's kind of like a little disheveled. You know that she's got a little fight in her, a little claw, uh, at least in her movies. Um, and I just love the idea of Sandy Bullock playing offensive line for Maria Sharapova. So I'm, uh, I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, I, your picks so far are uh, interesting. Excellent. Yeah. Good call. So some of my picks, I kind of went towards the guys that I've seen play in movies around football. Oh, so my next pick, you know, strategy. I'm going to go with the hometown Boston guy, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, great job, Invincible. <laughs> you know he's got the hands to catch. So Chris Evans has his already, you know, his, uh, I guess I'll make a Patriot reference for once. He's got his Edelman, you know, coming out of the slot. Right. So, you know, I mean, why not? Why not Marky Mark? Okay. Okay. Wahlberg's got to be involved. Uh, He's very short. Yeah. Amendola, Edelman combination. Okay. Well. I got another short guy coming up too. All right. We'll we'll talk. (laughs) I got my slot receivers going over a big arm and Maria Sharapova. Next one that I'm gonna do is uh, I I want um, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna save him for my kicker. Okay. Um, Ooh. Because I, I I have some reasons for that as well. Um, 
I'm putting Chad from The Bachelorette on my team. <laughs> um, first of all, Royd Rage. Love that. Keeps up with my steroid, my steroid team. Guy's a psychopath. <laughs> okay. Total, total psychopath. We'll kind of do whatever it needs to take to win. Just, scratch and claw. All about the PEDs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Is want, that going to be your team name? Yeah, the PEDs. Yeah. I want, um, I want somebody who's going to talk a lot of shit. I want someone who's not going to take any shit. I want someone who just sits there and you know eats snacks on the sidelines. Guys ripped. And then I like the fact that last night Mike Breen had to say um, on uh, this week on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Bachelorette Bad Boy Chad. And then he yeah, subsequently I said, I'll ne- I never in a million years thought I would say the words Bachelorette Bad Boy Chad. So I want, I want another announcer to have to say, Bachelorette bad boy Chad. I think you just did. And I'm going to put him on my celebrity football team. Go, Greg. All right. So I'm going to keep up. Uh, You know, my team, I'm trying to build chemistry. When you want chemistry, you know what you got to do? You got to have some people that have worked together before. So uh, I'm going ScarJo. Okay. uh, Black Widow. Because she worked with... She worked with Chris Evans. They already got that chemistry going. Yeah. You've seen them on the red carpet. They go back and forth with each other. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. They I mean, little, they got a little ebb and flow. I got I got to have somebody that can match up, you know, maybe do some cartwheels on the field. She's a she's a veteran. She's been through it before. Yeah. So, definitely. I mean, I I'm kind of going to venture strong here, but you know, they are heroes and yeah. that's what basically what I'm making a team of. I just want to remind you yet again that it was mostly CG. I don't care, James. In my mind, they're on PEDs in real life without actually having to take them. Um, I'm going to throw a fastball at you or a curveball, whichever one that you can hit um, less well. I can hit both pretty well. Uh, okay. Line drives up the middle, baby. That's all I did. I don't think so. Because um, I'm going to give two names at you because I also, I also want some chemistry on my team. Okay, I want people who have worked together before. So I'm picking Nick Young and Iggy Azalea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, granted... I don't consider Nick Young an athlete, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, now granted... When you got a name like Swaggy P, I'll give it to you. There is, uh, there's definitely uh, a little tension right now. A little bit. Um, last night during the NBA Finals, Nick Young tweeted out just a single word. Single. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I want, uh, but a little internal strife doesn't kill anybody. You know what I mean? I want, I want, I want tension. I want, you know, emotions high. You know, I want the, I want there to be passion in my celebrity football flag football team. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna do Nick Young and Iggy Azalea. I think that uh, Iggy could play defensive back because I think that, and then I think that Nick Young could play wide receiver. Um, you know, because Nick Young's already got don't forget they're not going against each other. (laughs) I know, but I think that she could really kind of truck stick somebody thinking it was Nick Young as a defensive. Okay, Um, I guess I got to do a double pick then. Now you got to do a double. All right, then I'm going to give my staple linemen. Okay, uh, and my staple outside rushers. I think for uh, this team, and you know, I'm going with the big comedy duo. And when I say big, I mean big. Mm. Kevin James and Melissa McCarthy. Oh, wow. So you're, you're beefing up that line, I'm huh? beefing up that line. I got people that I know can, you know, truck through some linemen. Power running team. I mean, you got to protect that gorgeous face of Chris Evans. And when you got the cornerstones of Chris Evans, uh, when you got Kevin James and uh, Melissa McCarthy on your outside, yeah. you got your blind side covered. That's without a doubt. Yeah. And you got, you know, you got your other side covered. I mean, Chris Evans should see that, but still. And then coming on the rushing side, they're just going to... Just going to, you know, basically have to push forward and drive into Maria Sharapova, who will crumple like a piece of paper. 
I don't like that at all. Plus, Maria Sharapova is built like a uh, German Olympian from the 1970s. Um, okay, so my next one. I don't even know what that means. But okay. my next one is going to be. Um, I want. I want um, Aisha Curry on my team. That chick can ride or die for me any day. <laughs> you just want her tweeting about what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and kind of in the same vein that your NBA wags kind of are. Um, she's got like the crazy like I want like I want like a crazy mom. You know what I mean? Like there is like like there is nothing you know scarier than like you know someone who's hopped up on like you know Mountain mom Dew. mom craziness. You know, like moms inherently are a little crazy. Okay, like, you know, just from the just from like the sheer amount of like, you know, I need to protect my children, I need to care for them. And that's what makes moms amazing. But that also what makes them incredibly scary to play against in flag football. So um, she knows how to handle a knife, which I think could come in handy um, because she's got her cooking thing. And um, I think that she's actually like a little bit more of an alpha dog than Steph is. And I need that on my team. I mean, she definitely has crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. Big time, crazy big time, eyes. crazy eyes. Exactly, and we I mean, need that. When I watched that video of when Steph got ejected, and it just shows her like doing fake kisses to the crowd. Yeah, it it, it scared me. She's yeah. So I I need that on my team. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go with uh, another person that I'm just going with action movie like stars for some reason. I feel like they're gonna develop well onto the field. So I'm gonna go towards the Hunger Games. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with J Law, J Law, Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. I gotta go. I gotta get some young talent going on my team. I have this, some uh, veterans. This is the first one that I'm. I, I am actively disagreeing with for you, sir. I mean, I gotta get the young. I gotta get the young talent on the field. The problem with J Law is that she's like such like a, oh I'm just a normal girl. I'm just a normal girl who likes football and yeah. Cheetos. And that's gonna distract Except Aisha Curry. She's not. It's gonna distract Aisha. No. She's gonna be like this. This uh, girl is ridiculous. Absolutely not. And as she's doing that and complaining to the ref about her ridiculous normalcy, J Law's just gonna be running all over. But yeah, so I'm gonna go with J Law. I'm going with action stars just because I'm like they gotta have some talent. They gotta have some skills. I'm looking for skill players. I already have my two, you know, set pieces on the line. My other lineman, you're gonna just be shaking your boots when I say his name. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see about that. But yeah, you know, J Law. That's um, my next pick. Next one I'm going to go with is uh, Bobby Flay. Uh, I want a little, I want some Flay on my team. That is out of left field. No, I want some Bobby Flay on my team. A uh, couple reasons. First and foremost, um, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> okay? Yeah, he is. He's definitely kind of a dick. He already has a competition show called Beat Bobby Flay. Which my team will do. Where he literally beats people at their own best dish. He that. makes people make their best dish. And he makes it better than. And half the time he doesn't know he's like hasn't made it in years or hasn't yeah, made exactly. it ever. And then he just destroys them at it. And yeah. like it's very rare when someone actually does beat them. But, I just love when he pulls out his own his own actual spice rubs yeah. and just uses that. And they're like, yeah, how are you gonna beat somebody that has their own face on a spice rub? Um, another guy that can work a knife really well. Um, are, you, are you shanking my team on the field? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Um, James's team is going to be filled of roid rage shankers. So I want I want Bobby Flay out there. Um, I don't know what he's going to be. He maybe he might even just be my defensive coordinator. Um, but uh, don't even put him on the field. Exactly. But I know that I can use Bobby Flay somehow. I'm like Belichick. Okay. okay. I don't need I don't need a specific position. I need football players. And Bobby Flay is a football player. All right. Well, I got a football player for you. 
Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. I mean, if, when you get cast in the commercial to play the fake Kobe Bryant, you got some skill. You got some talent. He's, I mean, he's also young. I got to go for that young blood. I got some old guys on my team. He brings another young talent. He's tall. He's lanky. He's got the yeah. speed off the line. Too goofy. I don't care if he's goofy. He can play. No. Yeah. Too goofy. Agre- disagree as much as <laughs> you want. I want clean players who aren't going to shank the other team. <laughs> Take PEDs. <laughs> Take no, no. PEDs. I want whatever it takes I to win, I want guys baby. that are natural talent. Welcome to Boston. Anything natural talent. I mean, just in general, that Kobe commercial makes me laugh every time when he t- bumps it to the Benjamin Button part. That's a good one. And he's like, that's the guy I'm playing. But yeah, so Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I'm going for the straight win here. You clearly aren't. Uh, I'm my team's gonna destroy your team. Okay, right now. you can think that. The next one that I'm looking at here is uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, did you see Dave Chappelle at last night's game? Yeah, dude's jacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and guess what? Jack guys aren't funny. No, he basically looks like Terrell Owens. So I'm <laughs> I can't pick Terrell Owens, so I'm gonna pick Dave Chappelle. And I'm surprised you can't pick Terrell Owens. I mean you've already picked a bunch of other athletes. Yes, but I can't pick football players. That's okay. ridiculous. But I can definitely pick um, uh, I can definitely pick Dave Chappelle. Um, I I needed somebody with uh, with muscles. Uh, who's going to come in here and and uh, you know crush everything? And I think that Dave Chappelle is that person. All right, I'm going back to the girl side. This pick is mainly just for football knowledge that I feel like she could gain from her significant other. Yeah, uh, Olivia Munn. Yeah, I feel like A Rod. Uh, I don't care. Your team is blah. It's not. Your team. My is team not is exciting. full of talented people. That are gonna win. I'm going for winners, James. I'm going for winners. Your team is not excited. I feel like at all. she's gonna have Aaron Rodgers like a little earpiece in her ear, just like saying, like, hey, this is the defense you need to do. Uh, watch out, this is what's happening. And uh, yeah, I'm going for straight winners. Doesn't Aaron Plus, not, doesn't have you seen her skills with the knife and swords? CGI. You have a knife guy. No, she had that video come out <laughs> where she's literally swinging swords around. So you got Bobby Flay with the knives. I raised you with the stakes. Olivia Munn with swords. Yeah, your team is so blah. Where's the personality, Greg? Oh, it's coming. Um, My final three picks are uh, talent up the wazoo. Well, we'll see. Uh, my next pick is Sophie Turner, a.k.a. Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. You Game of Thrones. Um, I wasn't going to pick her until last night's episode. I'm not going to spoil anything. But, man, you're going to like you're gonna think you have this game won, and all of a sudden, bam! You know dragons Sophie aren't Turner. real, right? Um, no, she doesn't use dragons. She uses intellect and cunning. And, uh, I'm just making sure that you're not trying to bring another mythical thing into oh, this no, no, game. Oh, no, no, no. Sophie Turner, Sansa Stark, uh, she is my wild card, my ace in the hole here. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring another guy that's going to bring just a lot of, you know, athletic ability. We've seen him in other All-Star games. He's uh, been the NBA celebrity game MVP a few years in a row now. Uh, I'm going with Kevin Hart. Oh, my God. He is going to be my other slot receiver. You're doing Kevin Hart and Melissa McCarthy, so you're more or less just like and every, Kevin James, te- every, every executive that's ever like made, yeah, tried to make a Yeah, but Kevin Hart's movie. actually super athletic, and I think he's just going to be like, bam, pow, mm, can't catch this, got to go, okay, you're not going to touch me, mm, You're bam. all about short guys, too, I don't understand this. They get, have you seen what slot receivers have done the past few years in the NFL? Yeah, well, uh, I just don't, not, not to make your whole team out of them. Uh, I got two guys that are short. That's it. All right. Your team is blah. My team is going to destroy your team. Okay. Um, you can think that. So my last two picks, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my my. I'm going to do my last two picks right now. Okay. Um, when you're talking about celebrity, 
you have to pull from the upper echelon here. Uh, you have to get the big hitters. You know what I mean? Uh, you have to get the people that are gonna are, are gonna carry the team. You need the superstars. Why do I feel like we might have the final same picks? Maria Sharapova and Ryan Braun are fantastic. They're obviously gonna be pretty grade A, but I need the people that are gonna bring it home for me. So, my final two picks are um, Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> And uh, my kicker will be Kanye West. Wow. Okay. That's not where I thought you were going with this. Okay. But all right. First and foremost. I can see why Kanye's your kicker because he can't do much else. Khloe Kardashian has dated every athlete that's ever lived. First and foremost. Okay. So I need that. She already has the expertise. She lost a bunch of weight. She's in shape. She's in very good shape. Khloe is... A ride or die bitch. Okay, I need. One You're of those. going for the ride or dies. I need the ride or dies. Okay? Another person that people thought took steroids. Yeah, sure. I mean, so Kim, Kim is the one that like is kind of cold and calculating. Kim is like the LeBron. Chloe is the one that's just gonna get down in the mud. She's gonna do the dirty work. Okay, she's gonna take out the knees when you need to. It's taking a creepy turn. Um, she is like Chloe is like I don't like the Kardashians at all. I'm just talking about straight-up victories. I think and the only one I can stand I, is Chloe. If I want a straight-up victory, I'm putting Chloe Kardashian on my team. Because okay. she is the one in that family who will cut someone to get forward. I can't wait to hear the reasoning behind Kanye. Uh, Kanye, uh, I need a kicker. And I need I need my kicker to have a little crazy. Okay? I need, like... I like I need a little intimidation factor, okay? Like I need my kicker to like run out in the middle of the field and scream at your head coach about him not having enough Versace on his thing, okay? Like I need something like <laughs> I need something like, I can imagine happening. I need my kicker like giving all of my my team like free sneakers and then cutting them all up and giving him another pair of free sneakers. Okay. I need my kicker wasn't happy with the first changing pair. the game plan in the middle of the play. I need my kicker to give me something unpredictable. I need a wild card. I need Kanye. Um, I need polos and backpacks. Uh, I need the whole He's thing. looking for the free stuff at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that there's no better place to put him than kicker. Because um, I want him patrolling the sidelines and, and screaming that your team doesn't love black people. Um, I want all of this on my team. I'm going straight, instant victory, Kanye West. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah, Kanye. impassioned. Kanye. You're right. Didn't see that coming. Uh, my final two picks are my showstoppers. Uh, this one guy's been everywhere. And, I mean, he's a star. Plain and simple. He was also, you know, played some college ball. He is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment before he moved into the most electrifying man in entertainment in general. I'm going with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's going to be my rock. Your picks are just so obvious. No, it's not. Dwayne The Rock, how are you going to say that's a terrible pick? Guy played at the U. Not, it's not a terrible pick. It's a, no, it's a fantastic pick. I no, get it. No, what I'm saying is you're just literally picking like whatever you saw. You just basically like did this while you're watching the commercials for last night's game, right? Like everyone that was on a commercial for last night's no, game. I, I did it in the car. Melissa McCarthy, you know, Kevin Hart, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Olivia Munn. Like these are just people that have just been in movies that you've seen in the last couple months. Yeah, and they're all winners. No. That's what it is. That's all it is. You're yeah. Right. So I got Dwayne The Rock You're Johnson. Any crazy on He's team. Anchoring, anchoring my defense. He's going to hold it down. He's going to be my center 
Because with McCarthy and James on the outside and him in the center, you're not getting to Evans. If you watch Ballers, he doesn't play no more. You don't play no more. Yeah. Well, he's going to play for me. That's what's going to happen. And then my kicker, going with the big name, Beyonce. Reason oh, being, like if I needed a 76 celebrity. If yeah. I'm, no, uh, excuse me. If I need a 75 yard field goal, who better than Beyonce? She has the strongest looking legs outside of the rock that I've like seen. And you know she's going to bring the sass to the team. She's going to bring straight fire. If Kanye tries to step it out of line, she's going to be the first one to put him in his place. No. Yeah. She's, I mean, your whole team's just going to be shell-shocked whenever there's a field goal attempt because they're going to be like, oh my God, it's Queen Bay. You're just going to freak out. She's going to come up. She's going to do the single ladies dance, like up to kick the ball. It's going to be fantastic. That's going to be my entertainment. All right. Well, I mean, I don't, you're I don't. going for the PED users who have them ready to disqualify before the game, and the other half are going to get arrested mid game for shanking my team. I, I and I'm just going to win by default. I want the winners, and these are the winners. Uh, um, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, so let's. I'm going to run through all of mine again. You're going to run through all yours again, and sure. then we're going to put up a poll on Twitter to see. Uh, yeah, I'll and put on up Facebook, something of some sort. Uh, Twitter and Facebook as to who is going to, or who is the better assembly of talent. Here. Yeah, I might have to put up something that shows like a picture of our teams. So my team right now is Maria Sharapova, Ryan Braun, Sandra Bullock, Kanye West, Chad from The Bachelorette. Chloe Kardashian, Nick Young, Iggy Azalea, Aisha Curry, Bobby Flay, Dave Chappelle, and Sophie Turner. And my team is the winning team: Mark Wahlberg, Gabrielle Union, Michael B. Jordan, ScarJo, Kevin James, Melissa McCarthy, Kevin Hart, Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Evans, Olivia Munn, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and Beyonce. Ah, just like the most basic, basic team. Oh, I'm sorry. Put basic the wins on there. Basic wins championships. Is your favorite team the Beatles? Um, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Cool. So that's it for this week's sports dance. We went a little bit long there. Um, Go USA in the Copa America. Yeah, we'll be talking a little bit Copa America next week. NBA draft is on Thursday, so we'll be talking about that a little bit as well. And then we'll have some more hot baseball takes for you. Yeah, you know, uh, good, good, good episode, James. Good episode, man. Um, so from all of us here at the Sports Dance, go on Twitter and Facebook, like us there, leave us a review on iTunes, a rating and review really helps the show a lot. From all of us here at the Sports Dance, the entire team, I want to say thanks for listening, guys, and have an awesome day. Have a good day. Ooh, have a good day, guys. Ah! Wow. Way stick the landing. Way, really bad. All right, see you guys next week.